let's see, we don't play. It's teams like uh, Fafe against Mirandella, of course. Um, you know, Electrico against Alvercha. Electrico, I'm rooting for that's, them. That's really a team. That might be our second in the team. Fifth, in the fifth division of Portuguese football. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, it, name, Electrico FC. <laughs> their their crest is a factory. <laughs> With like a thunderbolt hitting it. <laughs> On today's footy corner, Reese James is sent off after seeing red, but the Reds can't muster a game winner as Chelsea and Liverpool play out a one-one draw at Anfield. Arsenal dips to new lows as they concede two goals and have a player sent off in the first 35 minutes in a 5-0 shellacking at the Etihad. Olay squeezes another win to his record, Spurs go to the top of the table, and a fake high school in Ohio with adults gets ran in a football game. Along with the typical nonce of the week and gambling corner, next. And we are back on the footy corner. Uh, we are heading into the international break. We got a couple co-hosts on tonight. First, I'll start off just a few floors down. Arine, how's everything going? Everything's going good. Life is, uh, you know, it's going well. Um, guys, get vaccinated, man. We can't go back to Europe anymore. So get that shit, get that shit done, boys. Come on. Yeah, some big breaking news today from our... Uh, our USA, our Team USA correspondent, uh, Chris Parrish. Actually, no, Brian, you sent that, right? Yeah. I haven't been introduced, so I can't talk. Oh, about yeah. That. Sorry. Brian did, <laughs> Brian sent that, and he also now co-panel, uh, co-host today uh, from Indiana. Brian, yeah. how's everything going? Things are going good. I'm recovering from a tough weekend, but mm-hmm. uh, not not too bad. Yeah, and so you were, you were the one that told us about not You're being recovering. Good. That's bananas. Why? Why do you say that, mate? We'll talk about it in a bit. Okay. Oh, you guys nothing to do with about. soccer. Oh, what was your? What was so? Okay, go on. Oh well, on Friday I I had to go golfing for work, so I was out in the sun all day golfing. That was, you know, that's rough. Rough day at work. Um, then on Saturday I ran a five k, or mostly ran, and then also did like a. a kind of exercise relay race where I had to do a bunch of squats and burpees. Oh, and I did those before the 5k. And then after the five, I, I was fine for the rest of the day. And then Sunday just woke up and my, my freaking hammies and my thighs, I, they're so sore and they're even more sore today. It's Ooh. brutal stuff, brutal stuff. Yikes. Our were very different with our net calorie intakes. <laughs> <laughs> bro i put on this jersey for the first time in a while and it's like it's like sadio mane it's like sadio mane tight like right it's now it's fine. fine no it's, it's not a Dama, all of my shirts it's not a dama Traore tight which is what i'm looking like in my arsenal jersey <laughs> so that's 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 where that gets a little rough but um yeah yeah arian and i were hanging out actually on saturday and we probably yeah we took in about a and trillion Friday. calories and let off none and friday <laughs> We did a madness it? both days. Yeah, we did a madness Friday night, but then all day Saturday. What literally did we all Friday night. Uh Nando's. We had cheeky Nando's. Oh, we did. We had some. Nando's. So we had a cheeky Nando's, and we actually we caught our up on a couple episodes of Ted Lasso, 
Which uh, we, I'm only the second. I'm on the second to last. I'm on episode eight right now of the first nice. season. So and then, yeah. Oh, you got into eight. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I binged it. So you get <laughs> to see my favorite player. Football is life. You'll get there. Oh uh, no, I've gotten there. Yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he he's a bit earlier than that. He's at the end of the first season, no? Yeah, to, the second half, but yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's so there you go. Two episodes, so my guess is they're on the sixth episode. Oh, yeah, you're right, because the first episode of the season, never mind. Yeah, there you go, season yeah, two. Yeah, he's a great, he's my favorite lad by, by a mile. Yeah. Football is go. life. Football is life, yeah, I love it. So uh, there's that. And then Watch on Saturday. Though, if you haven't, even if you're not into soccer, which I don't think you're listening to this podcast if you're not, but, I mean, it's a great freaking show, so. And then, yeah, and then Saturday, he gracefully waited until the debacle in the morning that I woke up for. And then uh, we watched a little bit of soccer. You watched the Liverpool Chelsea game. We got Portillo's. Yep. And then, um, mm. and then Caitlin got home from work and we played Trivial Pursuit and then watched a little of the Bears preseason game and then went to Fat Port. So, we, oh, God. It was out of control. That sounds like a fantastic day. <laughs> it really was. Uh, didn't didn't go so well didn't go over so well the next day but hey you know that's just how it is when you eat a lot farting all day today (laughs) (laughs) so with that said we'll uh we'll jump into the action so your guys's teams played to a 1-1 draw liverpool one chelsea one havertz opening the scoring on a really really nice header uh salah getting a penalty in the 45 plus five and i think we're going to have to discuss that first, but before we get there, uh, Liverpool have made their last 20 penalties taken in the Premier League. Didn't know if you guys knew that set with Salah making 14 of those. And because of the red card on Reese James, Edward Mende had six saves, which is the most in a single appearance since joining Chelsea. Folks, let's discuss that red card. Uh, did it, well, before it changed the complexion of the match, was it a red card? I want to hear Irene's take before I say mine. Um, so I, I do think it was a penalty. Yeah, um, no question. Penalty kick. Um, yes. you know, I'm not too educated on the rule on the modern rules of, you know, what is an automatic red card and what isn't. But if I were to rough a game and that happened and, you know, I would not give a red card for that. I don't think I'd even, <clears throat> I don't think I'd even give a yellow. You know what I mean? Um, because part of me, like, I know it might look intentional, but for some reason, I just don't think it was. I don't know. You could call me out on that. But um, I, no, but I think the penalty kick was spot on. Also, shout out to Reese James. Even after that thing, he still had to make a miraculous save with his legs. I mean, that was insane how many stops he made on that goal. Yeah. So, fantastic play by him, even though, you know, he had that mess up, which I think was unintentional. So, um, very super unfortunate, um, yep. that, that changed the game, but it might've, I'll talk about it later, but, um, yeah, no, that's, that's what I think about it. Honestly. So I, I don't claim to know every, every rule and every interpretation of the rule in, in the FA's rule book. I will say if that happened in 2002 and that was Germany on defending on the line against the United States shot, <laughs> no penalty, nothing would have been called. Yes. Which is bullshit. Shout out Michael Ballack. <laughs> Shout out Michael Ballack. Chelsea player. Yeah. Um, but, okay, absolutely agree. That's a penalty. 
I think it's a yellow card and a penalty because, I, and I think we, Steve and I went back and forth on Twitter um, with, with the um, intern possibly retweeting what our conversation of, and maybe I don't understand this rule, but I, I didn't think that ref, uh, a referee in England is supposed to give a red card and a penalty unless it's like, you know, a da- one of those dangerous tackle type break your leg tackles or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so if I could just jump in real quick, exactly what you said is what I was mentioning while it happened. That, that was, if we recall, that was what they called double jeopardy. Yeah. And, and, and so I was like, isn't this double jeopardy law thing? And so I actually went back and looked it up. Uh, maybe it was yesterday or whenever, like late at night. I'm just like, what happened in that thing when I was kind of rehashing out what happened in this match? And so I read up that there is an explicit law on double jeopardy, but the double jeopardy law is in relation to players making tackles. It is not in relation, unfortunately, to okay. handball. So they did change the tackle rule back then that if it's not like a red card type of tackle, right? If it's, it, yeah, okay. It, you could get a pen, but not get sent off. But they haven't changed the <coughs> handball. I think they should, because I think yeah. there's a difference between that handball where a guy, you know, he he obviously was kicked at it first. It, it deflected off his thigh, then it hit his arm. And those arguing that, his arm was going forward. You try to yeah. kick about and not move your arm forward and see what happens. Um, there's when, something when different. Look, or yeah. sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, when you, when you see it in slow-mo, mm-hmm. it, it's clear that his arm is moving forward and the forward motion of his arm propels the ball forward away from the goal. And right. that's probably what Anthony Taylor saw, which led him to the red card. Yeah, he looked I get, but it's also fucking stupid. <laughs> he looked only at a freeze frame. The man didn't even see oh, the frame yeah. move. Well, um, <laughs> That was wild, but uh, but Anthony I think that- Taylor should never be allowed to referee a Chelsea game again. That <laughs> man is a fucking proper twat. He shouldn't ever be on the same field as Chelsea. <laughs> and we've started off with fireworks, but but to me, there's something different between that handball and World Cup Luis Suarez against Ghana. Great <laughs> <laughs> yeah. volleyball swat. Yeah. The man volleyball spiked that ball, <laughs> yeah, on purpose. Like that's yeah. different. But like, even <laughs> there is even. Even a difference between a guy, even if it's accidental, sticking his hands out and the ball directly hitting his arm versus it yeah. deflecting off and hitting his arm. So I think that's something they'll have to look at. I'm not sure if they will, but because the rule is what it is, I go back on what I had determined earlier saying that it shouldn't have been read. By the laws, it, it, I guess that's what it was. Um, now let's talk about what it did in terms of the game. I can only imagine, Brian, you were probably the happier of how the second half went. Um, so I think we, we know the red changed the complexity of the match. My question is, was Liverpool's inability to score with the man up due to a lack of creativity, or do you give more of the credit to how Chelsea defended? I'll hear each of your – I want to hear each of your perspectives here. So we'll start with Brian. My, my inclination is that Chelsea has a really, really good defense, and any team would have struggled to score even though they were down to 10 men. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to Liverpool. They were peppering the goal. Mendy had to make six saves, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. You know they were creating chances, but the the biggest thing I noticed that Liverpool just absolutely sucked at was corner kicks. They they couldn't get a good delivery from a corner kick all second half. It was awful. Like Trent Alexander Arnold, I think he hit the the first man three times with corner kicks. So his kicks were a lot of the times just over the whole game. A lot of his crosses were 
I don't know if the man's been doing uh, squats, but it's way <laughs> over everyone's head. I noticed that. But someone that did deliver good balls was Harvey Elliott. He took two yep. or three really good corner kicks. And I was just thinking, because I don't know if he's young. And, you know, when you're young, you don't have too much power to the point where you could just swerve it in. I don't know. His were like FIFA fucking corner kicks. I was like, bro, keep this guy on this. And we kept giving it to Trent, who, like you said, just, you know, was not good. And I agree. That's something they need to fix because at the time they have Fabinho, Matip, and Van Dyke, and all three of them are really big, you know, threats. Yeah. They had Espilicueta marking Van Dyke. Van Dyke. Who, that's yeah. like a six inch height difference. So if you can get it anywhere close to Van Dyke's head, and that's, like, that's going to be a header on net. I mean, it was okay. So let me go to this answer. So, and this is going to be a hot take. If Chelsea don't get a red card, that game ends 2 1 to Liverpool. Okay. Why do you okay. say that? You I don't say think that Chelsea has a better because chance it was it would have been a more free flowing game. And at one point, I looked, and the only person outside of the Chelsea box was Romelu Lukaku. Yep, that was it. And if they had reshamed, if they were at full strength, something tells me that Tycho would have wanted to go for it. And based on how the game was going, um, I mean, Liverpool was heavily attacking um, at the end of that first half. Um, and I just had that feeling that I was like, I told, I told my brother before that I was like, we're going to get one before the half. Like, I, I think we're going to do that. It's just a matter of when I think that second goal is going to happen. And if Chelsea's going to score a second goal, because I, I just liked how the, how the game was going, uh, as far as Liverpool went. But I think when Chelsea played so defensive, it 100% secured that extra point. Cause we couldn't break it. Liverpool could not figure it out. Um, like you said, the crosses were bad. They couldn't, they couldn't break that last night. And Mendy, um, anything that came his way was just blocked out of the box. Like power shot by Van Dyke, um, power shot by Fabinho, any shot. I mean, he was he is a fantastic keeper, and Kepa has no business starting over him. Yep. Um he shouldn't start any Kepa shouldn't start any big game. No, and give actually I think Cup, give him the FA Cup. I don't care, but yeah, and I think Mendy is heavily underrated, especially <laughs> after so that too. game. Um but, I don't, you know, I'm just going off the flow of the first game. Who knows? Tycho might have made good changes if he had Reese James. And they could have very much won. But I'm just going based on what I saw. And <laughs> you can call me biased or whatever. And I would have never predicted that. But I just – something tells me that, you know, I don't know. I think Liverpool, if it was more free-flowing, Chelsea would have had less people in the box. It looked like we were playing Jose Mourinho again. And it was so <laughs> fucking frustrating. But yeah, you can't play Michael. He, can't, he, he played it perfectly. He, with what he was dealt, he played it perfectly. Well, that's why some pundits said he won man of the match. Uh, but, you know, I, I will say this. I think, yes, early in the match, and you've seen in a lot of other matches with the fans, you know, leading the team on, um, Liverpool looked really strong the first uh, 15, 20 minutes. But I thought actually Chelsea did a good job of settling in when it was 11-11 yeah, yeah. from that like 20 to 40-minute mark. There were some moments that you saw when Chelsea would hit back on the counter. They were very scary, and I, it eventually did lead to that goal. That I, Kai Havertz, I did not know he had it in his arsenal to score <laughs> that kind of a header. Um, well, that was a wonderfully uh, drawn-up and practiced play. Um and yeah, Havertz, I mean, you could only rainbow that in one particular spot and he did it to a T. So that yeah. was a, a beautiful, a, whoever put that ball in too. That was a great ball in. Yeah. Perfect play. Perfect execution. 
And I thought actually they looked a little more dangerous until the 40, 45th minute when this all happened. And then if we go back to that question about the man up, I thought the first five, 10 minutes of that half, Liverpool looked good, but their passing from one side to the other really slowed down. Um, and I think that really allowed Chelsea to kind of comfortably defend the last 30, 35. But that first 10, you know, you have to admit if you're a Chelsea fan, you're probably scared because it was a, yep. the first 10 minutes of that half were, uh, it was hectic again. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think overall, or sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to add, I think something that I noticed in this game that, you know, I think adding Romelu Lukaku, you know, when I said it could add to different ways you can attack a team to your strength and maybe their weakness. I think maybe this is a game that would have benefited Chelsea a little bit more to have Timo Warner up there as far as like maybe someone on the counter or maybe challenge them more for pace and, and, and passing. Cause I don't think uh-huh. Lukaku, I mean, Lukaku's an amazing player. I just think it's so tough to get past Van Dyke. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's maybe a game where you want to give it to Timo Warner because there, there were times where we watched it. Chelsea was on the break. Lukaku had the ball and he literally just lost it by dribbling. I mean, I don't think, um, <laughs> Oh, he had his main you touch. He did. Yeah. There was that one play where he over, he overran his dribble. Yeah, and I can't imagine if that was Timo Warner or a Pulisic, they definitely wouldn't have lost, and they would have found yeah. the average or someone coming on the wing. So, um, and that could have yeah. Lukaku more has that like back to the goal, distribute it off to the side, and then make a cut in. He's not he's he's going to run into the box without the ball, not with the ball. Yeah, I think and it, it it worked on a couple a couple plays, but it, it didn't have, like you said, that dynamic counterattack, like all out speed where you, you bring a Pulisic in um, like you did against city last year when Liverpool won the title. Um, no, he takes the ball at, at midfield and dribbles it past three guys. Yeah. And is one-on-one with the keeper. Yeah. That's not what Lukaku does. So yeah, it, it could have been different, but yeah. 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 I mean, I'll say <laughs> about, about the, uh, well, I forgot what I was going to say. Now I lost my train of thought. I was going to talk about um, Romelu Lukaku, but I had a moment there. Oh yeah, big difference between going up uh, against Van Dyke versus going get against Pablo Fucking Murray. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's a big difference. But yeah, uh, I, the last thing I want to ask both of you because I have you guys on, might as well ask about the teams. How do you feel about your sides going into the rest of the season? The first three games, how do they make you feel? Both teams have come out with seven points. I think looking with like you have, you know, some pretty stout defenses, each of you only conceding against each other. Uh, so what are your thoughts going into the rest of the season after these three games going into the international break? Um, well, personally speaking, I'm more than happy for the two wins we give for shutout wins. And then um, that Chelsea game, even though it was only one, one, I thought it was, it had its moments of fun and exciting and um even though it was at home and it breaks my heart that we didn't win, if you, I, I would have, if you told me before the game that this could have been a draw, I would have been more than happy with it. I'm um, drawing the champions league winners. So I'll take it. Um, I'm, I'm very happy moving forward. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy too. the sucks giving up the goal like that and the red card, but you know, you, you show um, fighting through adversity really makes you confident in your team when you see them do that. So. Yeah. yeah. Good job by the lads. Yeah. I'd say well on for both your teams. Things are looking uh, great. When did Ruder uh, get so fucking good? <laughs> it's, it's been like over the course of the last season, man. When, when Tuchel came 
Yeah, that connection. Good. Yeah, Christensen too. Oh yeah. That's true. He's been incredibly impressive. Uh, so we'll go from, it's funny. I spoke to you. How are you guys feeling? I'm happy. I'm happy. Let's now go to a cloud of sadness, (laughs) Manchester city five arsenal nil, uh, again and Torres making it two nil within 12 minutes. It was pretty much already over then just to make matters worse, worse granite Shaka. Someone stop me. If you've heard this before picking up his red card in the 35th minute uh, off a rash challenge, leading to obviously three more goals. I, you know, which could have been worse, I guess. Uh, Jesus, Rodri, and Torres scoring. Rodri's being the the great one of the bunch with a sick shot from outside the box. That that's the only one I don't think could have been prevented. All the other ones, though, rearing their ugly heads. The Arsenal defense uh, doing Arsenal defending. So uh, some some quick stats on the Gunners before we get into this. Uh, Arsenal have lost their first three league matches in the season for the first time since fifty four fifty five. They're only the second team in Premier League history to lose their first three matches and have a goal differential of minus nine. Uh, Wolves did it in 2003, 2004, and they finished dead last. But you don't know what's funny about that? There's a there's a team that just did it after Arsenal did it. Can you guys name that team? Norwich. Yeah. <laughs> Norwich yeah. also has minus nine, but are ahead because they scored one. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was pretty funny because when they said this is only the second time ever, I was like, damn, it just happened right after it too. <laughs> So that was pretty funny, uh, I thought. And also, this is the most damning one. The, the Gunners have conceded more goals this season, nine, than they have Premier League shots registered on target, which is six. Oh God. So that's what I've been watching here. Uh, you know, I think we'll get into City in a second real briefly. I think, you know, a lot of the talk, we did bring up Arsenal last week. Uh, but I want to ask you guys, while there's a gap in the squad strength, has Mikel Arteta lost the plot? Like, there's, you know, you go into the match – and fans look at it and say, we know we're not going to get the result that we want. We know there's, they're probably going to lose. But, I mean, there is a way to go about it and lose one or two nil and look decent, not fall two nil behind in 12 minutes, get a red card and fuck and, and have, uh, you know, 5% possession in the second half. You know, no joke, Arsenal recorded their lowest possession total ever um, in this match. So, you know, has Arteta lost the plot? I mean, isn't couldn't they have not been this bad i don't know what is your guys' take on this should this have been his final straw i don't think it can be the final straw be, be given the um quality of the opponents you've had other than brentford of course but that was the right. first game of the season plus the the covid thing mm-hmm. um and even even chelsea kind of had the covid stuff but right and then with with city hey you got the red card but you're already two nil down that game was going to be bad, but it is city. Um, my question is, didn't Arsenal spend the most money of any team in the premier league this year? Yeah, they did. <laughs> what did they spend it on? Like you just Fuck don't all. see it on the field. <laughs> Fuck all is what they spend like on. when United bring in Cristiano Ronaldo, um, Jaden Sancho and um, Rafael Varane and Arsenal spent more than them. Right. I couldn't name you anyone. Well, I guess Odegaard is the only person I, I can name that they brought in. Ben White. Ben White, right. yeah. I, I mean, I know that because Liverpool were looking at him too, actually, not too long ago. Well, I will say Ben White has been out the last two weeks with COVID. Um, Odegaard did play this one, but I don't think I don't think he was employed correctly and he didn't have much time to really you – know, he's more of an attacking guy and when you're down a guy – there isn't much you can do, but they, they put him 
this was the other issue. He puts him in the back with party. You know, he, he makes him party's partner. Sammy Wakanga is on the bench, even though he was probably one of their best players in the first two games. And Nuno Tavares is the other guy bench. So, I mean, either they're injured or on the bench, you know, that's, that's what people are moaning about and saying, Hey, you spent all this money and I get some of it's for the future, but some of that future has to try and play now, especially when you look at that defense and Kieran Tierney's looking down his line and he sees Rob holding Callum chambers, Syed Kolisinich, who again, better at body guard, uh, guarding than he is playing soccer <laughs> and, and, uh, and fucking uh, Cedric Soares. Like, are you kidding me? What is that group right there? You know, that's a, uh, they're about to sell Kolisinich. Like they actually, they loaned him to Schalke. He got Schalke relegated. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they've been trying to pay him to go away. And then he selects him for this match. That's why I'm thinking Arteta's lost the plot, man. He's playing these guys that he meant to sell earlier in the summer. Granite Shaka was, had one foot in Rome for fuck's sake. And he's playing games. He's captaining yeah. games. Also shout yeah. out Tammy Abraham for killing it at Rome. Yeah. Another guy that we were highly rumored to getting it and, and didn't. And the fans right now, guys, lads, the fans on Twitter are not happy. In general, the fans are really, really, really pissed. And it's not because they're losing to Chelsea and City. It's how they're doing it. It's the inability to sell. You know, as we get close to the deadline here, the deadline is less than 24 hours away. When you hear this episode, it'll be deadline day. And they're not even close to selling a lot of the players that they've been trying to sell. They they did get William to go away, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> and I think Reese Nelson's going out on loan, but they're still stuck with a few guys that they haven't gotten rid of. And Ainsley Maitland-Niles actually put out an Instagram post today that literally said he wants to go somewhere where they want him to play. He, yeah, I mean, he literally, literally made it his Instagram story and added Arsenal, which was yep. so um, that was pretty fucked. Yeah, so it's just, just walk into the office, like yeah, it's just a disaster with them right now. <laughs> It's a, it's an absolute disaster. I mean, it even got to the point there. Uh, Mesut Ozil was making fun of them. I don't know if you guys saw his little tweet. I think his is more in spite. You know, his is, he's a yeah. little funky with how he was treated and or how he feels that he was treated. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, that is wild. But it yeah, goes, just, to say, you know, it goes to show though when you have players acting like this. You you can always say it's the players being divas, but at some point when like when there are multiple players that come out and speak like this, um, it's got you know it's probably the club, you know, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, yeah, and the club's just running shit into the ground, running it wrong. I think this international break couldn't have come at a better time for them. You know, you got the transfer window will end, and then there will be eleven days until their soccer. So there will be eleven days for people to calm down after they get all riled up. And uh, and then Arsenal has a nice run here. So this is Arteta's last chance, in my opinion. So and he has to get it right. Their next three or four, there's a uh, league cup there against Wimbledon, if you want to count it. But I'll say league games are against Norwich, um, Burnley, and Tottenham. And then so Brighton after teams. that. Yeah, you have two. And then teams. international break. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, you got two teams that you should win. And obviously that game that means so much against Tottenham. I think if you get three, if you get one Eight, point, nine points, if you get one or two points out of there, I think, um, I think Arteta's fired. Oh yeah. That's what, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, you should feel good. I was going to say, if you get one or two points, um, it's over after Tottenham, I think. Yeah. I think for them to even get the fans somewhat back, they have to get nine. You know, people can yeah. laugh at me, but they have to get nine points, but you got to think also, they're going to have Ben White and, and Garbalish back. 
because those two guys will be back. Um, those Hardy. are their actual center backs, by the way, not this nonsense that they've been rolling out. Thomas and Thomas Hardy. Hardy should be back too, who hasn't played a match this season. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. There shouldn't be too many excuses. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, I think, when you can judge them. But again, people are mad because it's like, well, goddamn, you had a whole summer to figure this out. And then, you know, everyone going down. But it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Again, we, we did mention last week, we'll have to judge them after the break. City have now scored 10 goals in their past two home games with another 5 nothing win. They're only the third team in Premier League history to score 10 goals in their first two home games. Arsenal in 2010-11, Man U in 2011-12. Are City back, or is this a product of their opponents? Both. Uh, both. Yeah. Both. I'll, I'll agree with that. I also want to say that notice how more people are talking about Arsenal than Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Because not many people care about Manchester City. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna put that back out there. I speak the truth, nothing but the truth when it comes to City. It hurts Jeff Paris to hear, but it's facts. Fair enough. <laughs> I have a quick question before we move on to the next one. Is anyone else having issues with Twitter loading tweets? Is Twitter down right now? Yes. Literally. Uh, if no. you just go to, huh? No. Can you load the Footy Corners tweets? Go to go to 5G, mate. I'm just using my internet. Yeah, I am as well, but maybe it's just Wi-Fi. You, you think so? Okay. Well, I was going to pull up the um, the poll about which team will score last. We'll uh, come to it. We'll come to it later. I'll see if things are working then. I think my tweets are not working. All right. Let's go to the other side of the table. Complete opposite side. We go from 20th to 1st. I hate saying that. Tottenham won, Watford nil. Son with the goal in the 42nd minute. Uh, this is the first time Tottenham have ever won all three first matches in a season without conceding a goal. Hashtag new no ball, we can call that. Uh, the first thing I want to ask, uh, we can get into the, the goal itself. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, is Well, let's, let's talk about the goal first, and then I'll get to this other thing. Did you guys see the goal? Um. I did not. Right, I couldn't get on the Footy Corners Twitter account either. What are you talking about right now? Oh, so you can't get on either. See, I, I yeah, did. I, I, I couldn't us. We've been canceled. Uh, I, okay, so if you get a chance to see the goal that Tottenham scored here, the how, goal? How? Yeah. I mean, and Steve mentioned this a bit in, in in one of the chats. The goalie surely should have done better on it. No. Um. So basically, what what I'll describe while you guys look at that is it was like a free kick. And I think the goalie was anticipating someone coming on to the end of it. And he kind of just stood back in his goal and it just went in near post. Like no one touched it. And it went in on near post. We've seen that probably a couple of times. Uh, Bachman's the goalie. Shout out yeah, Sam's yeah. friend from Sam's army. He, he's had him on a couple of times actually. Uh, but he, I mean, I felt like that goalie had an awful game. I mean, he, he had a few turnovers where he kicked the ball straight to Tottenham players. And then that goal oh. popped it off. It's a horrendous goal. Yeah, it looked like his I just I just saw it. it. Looked like his feet just all of a sudden got magnetized to the ground and he couldn't move. <laughs> I mean, he was a disaster class, but I do want to give credit to where it's due. Tottenham winning again. Is Hengmin's son world class? Oh. He's the best player in his country, so <laughs> that's true. Um, I think that that's yes. I would say yes. World class for me is tough to get. Very tough. Like I don't right. just get, you know, um, 
Would yeah, him, think, would he start on Man City? Would he start on Bayern Munich? I think he starts on both teams. Yeah, that, that that's a that's a good way of measuring it. Yeah, it's a good way of measuring. It. I didn't think about that because there have been some debates about that on Twitter and 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 I heard on yeah. Talksport a little bit. So I was just curious. Yeah, so you I don't know if he starts yeah. every game of the season, but he definitely. If he if he's on Man City, he's at the same level as Riyad Mahrez, I say. Okay. Which I think yeah. he still count as world class. Here's the difference between him and Mahrez. I feel like Mahrez, I don't know if he could be the guy, if that makes sense. I think he plays second fiddle very well because even at Leicester, um, I think Vardy and Conte. Vardy and Conte were kind of the main guys. Now at City, you see him making a lot of moves, making like yeah, he scores, but he's not the main guy. Whereas Son, when we saw Kane or you know, when Kane's been injured, we've always seen Son step up. You know what I mean? That's why I hold Son in a little bit higher regards because I feel yeah, like he has true. that ability to take over a game and kind of change um the whole team. I don't know. That's just my take on Son. Yeah. And the, and the fact that we even thought that Tottenham might be okay. If Kane leaves, I think tells you all you need to know that this guy could fill his shoes. True. You know, plus yeah. some maybe. I mean, he he might slowly be becoming that more valuable player on that yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, because he can play, I believe, in two different ways. He can play with Bro. the counterattack, and he can also play as like a hold-up guy too. He can do both, and that's what makes him so valuable. Yeah. And uh, they got, Watford's got a free Ismail star, man. That guy's really good <laughs> on a really shitty team. Someone please pick this man up because, man, he's being wasted there, bro. So, you guys have been rumored to get him a few times. Yeah, Would you like him on Liverpool? Yeah. That's like a backup. That's <laughs> a backup. Well, bro, who's he going to start over? I mean, I, I genuinely think Harvey Elliott should be starting for us. I, I rate Harvey Elliott. This is going to be a hot take. I rate Harvey Elliott higher than Tiago. Okay. Harvey Elliott was electric in that game. Yeah. Chelsea. He was, the, he, was. he was the scariest one on the field as a Chelsea fan. Yeah. He, yeah. So that's true. To be fair, Watford's midfield is not that awful, by the way, guys. I don't mean to change subjects, but like looking at who they had across, it was, uh, they had Josh King, Ismail Asar, and Musa Sissoko were three of the four on the, in the midfield. That's not like a Sissoko playing against his former team. Yeah, and I heard, yeah. and I heard, I didn't see this part, but apparently he accidentally kicked uh, Nuno in the face. He kicked the ball <laughs> that hit Nuno, his old man. Yeah, <laughs> banana shout, stuff. Shout out um, to this lad on the team named Cock. <laughs> Kuka. Kuka. Oh, there's yeah. an A. There's an A. That was just Cock. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's electric, man. I must say, they're, I look at their team. They're going to get relegated, bro. They're done. It's over. I, I don't, I don't know. Like to me, they're not as automatic. To me, Norwich is automatic. Bro. They're off, they're gone, bro. They're so shit. And I, I actually think Watford can fight out of it. I don't think Watford is automatic as automatic as I thought they'd be. Norwich, Watford. I, I will say that last week I struggled to remember whether Watford were in the Premier League or not. <laughs> that's because they go up and down every year. They're, they are the Nacional of uh, of England. Yeah. Watford. <laughs> yeah. Shout out switch, Elton John. Yeah, they switch yeah, spots for Fulham every year. Yeah, Elton, Elton John. Elton John is um, having his final stadium tour suit, by the way. That's so true. Is he touring again? I need to go see him. He'll be at yeah, Soldier Field in Soldier Field. September, August. I can't remember next year. Oh, next year? Let's, next let's year. go. 
There you go. Let's do it. It's you can double check. It's either in August or September. I'll, I'll we'll have someone check that out now. I do. The last thing I want to say before we go on from Tottenham uh, is uh, Bergwine. Have you? I mean, I've been watching how he's played this year, and there have been two or three times that he's had this quick footwork move. That that last week he did it to get by a player and set up a goal, and this week he did it like he does this little like quick two touch meg, and then he got he got fouled this week, which led to the free kick goal. So. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on, on Bergwijn? Uh, maybe really hopefully getting more of a run out. I think ooh, their offense, I think he looks so good. Like Their flow is different when they don't have Harry Kane. They're a bit faster paced. And I think that fits Bergwijn so so well. And I think that's what made him stick out in the Dutch league so much um, when he played there. Um, dude, he is really good. And... I, he's one of those guys that I think, you know, you take Kane out and I think he's one of those guys that kind of, you'll see uh, more of his ability um, because of the way they change the, the way they play. But I, I rate him very highly to answer your question. Yeah. And we'll cover this in a, um, in the panel episode. So next week, obviously we have international break now. The hope is to have the panel episode next week. Um, I'm sure there'll be a very popular team for, team that is impressed the most versus what we were expecting. So I might have to, I might have to, for the sake of my own health too, have us not consider Tottenham on one end and Arsenal on the other, and then pick our most impressive and least impressive teams. But uh, we'll have, we'll have to consider next week. So good stuff from Tom. I got to give them props first place right now. I think they're the only team on nine points. Yes. Okay. Yep. There we go. Uh, a team that's kind of right behind them, but did not, in my opinion, put a great performance for it. Still got the win. Uh, Wolves zero, Manchester United one. They get the goal uh, on a Mason Greenwood. Pretty nice goal, but this, the lead up to it had some circumstances that there, people were arguing. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught it. Do you think Pogba should have been whistled for a foul before Man United got that breakout? When I saw it in like real time, like real speed, I was like, no, that's not a foul. So I was fine with the goal, but then you right. saw it um, in slow-mo and then like side-by-side side to Xhaka's. Um, <laughs> that was my retweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's where I saw it. Yeah. Then, then yeah, maybe it should have been called or less of a call against Xhaka. Right. Um, can I go back to Watford for a second? Sure. Um, sure. Tickets for Elton John in Indianapolis, Bankers Life Fieldhouse. $250 for upper deck behind the stage. Oh shit. Bro. Whereas, it's John. whereas you can get tickets in soldier field for like 80 bucks. So I think I'm going to be going up to Chicago to see Elton John. Mate. It's also electric at soldier field when there's a concert yeah. there. Yeah. And you could hear it from my balcony. You don't even have to pay. Oh, yeah. I won't even get tickets. Then we'll just hang out <laughs> on your balcony all night. August I will- next year. Yeah, I mean, I will say one of the sickest uh, concerts I've ever seen. I was in my balcony and, and Coldplay was playing, and it was just like thunderstorming. There was like lightning nice. in the background, rain was coming down, and they were singing their songs. And they had it; they had to go off and like one more song, and then they sang. I, I don't remember what it was. It was amazing. <laughs> it was incredible. Um, so, sorry to derail it, but <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, I was just looking at tickets. Anyway, yeah, no, um, that's fine. It's uh, yeah, Elton John. Let's come see it in Chicago. I'll say I'm good with the no call on Pogba because I like to see him play soccer. Okay. Are you? Yeah. Um, I think it was so, so tight that you don't call it. Um, mm-hmm. But so 
at halftime, my friend goes, Hey man, on Twitter, this dude said to live bet United. And I was watching the game and I was like, based on how the game's going, I wouldn't make that bet. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Uh, and it continued to look that way. And I guess United just had that one break and they scored, but yeah. And Wolves actually, they, there was a goal line clearance. I don't know who it was on United. I think it was Juan Basaka, but Wolves mm-hmm. had so many scoring chances, even in the second half. I think they were super unlucky to, to not come away with at least one point in this game. I mean, um, at the end, everyone's going to be like United won. They got three points. Um, it's going to be overshadowed by them getting Ronaldo. And, but Wolves outplayed Manchester United this game without a doubt. Um, yeah. So that, that might be a little frightening towards, uh, towards uh, United, in my honest opinion. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that uh, they were definitely outplayed. A little scary. I, I'm just probably saying it because Shaka got sent off. I think it should have been a foul uh, because his studs came up and landed on on uh, Ruben Neves's uh, leg. And and I wouldn't have given a red card. Uh, it would have just been a foul to me or a yellow or something of the sort. Uh, but yeah, either way, uh, Wolves a bit unlucky here, as Arian said. I think in the seventh minute, like early in the match. They even had one where the ball was going in and Aaron Juan Basaka made like a sliding, like goal saving tackle on the line. Um, and I thought, and there was another one in the next half where De Gea made like a goal line stop from like five feet away. Uh, Trincao looked really good to me. Uh, the Barca, the former Barcelona player it was really connecting with Raul and Adama Traore, which makes it to me a bit crazy that this is a team folks that, hasn't scored a goal yet this season. Bruno Lodge and, and uh, Wolves, they have, uh, they have none on the year. And actually, this brings me to a poll question. So I was able to circumnavigate around the Twitter gods that have blocked me from somehow seeing Footy <laughs> Corner's tweets. And I found it. We did ask a poll question. Which scoreless Premier League team will be the last to score? To which 34% responded Norwich City. They scored this week. Uh, 29% picked Crystal Palace. They scored this week. Um, so that the people were wrong in that regard. And then Arsenal, 25%, Wolves, 12%. Those are the two left. So let me ask you guys, which one of these two teams will be the last team to score this season? <laughs> um, whoever plays the latest next week, I think, will. Arsenal plays Norwich. Mm-hmm. And Wolves play Watford at the same time. Same time. So this could come down to the say, since Arsenal's at home, Arsenal's going to score before Wolves. Yeah, I will. But it's going to be an own goal for Norwich. <laughs> so does that count, mate? Sure. Yeah, it counts. It's a goal for Arsenal. Okay. And okay, so along with that, I did ask which of those teams will score first, and 42% said Wolves, so that was wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so we'll see. So you, so you guys both say Arsenal? Yeah. Yeah. Also, sure Traore. Here's my verdict on Traore. This dude was beating defenders left and right. He just doesn't have that finishing product, I feel like. If he had that, dude, he'd be fucking insane. Also, Wolves, you said, it, you said Barcelona. Three of their players once played for Barcelona on that team. Interesting fact. Trincao? Trincao, Traore, and Tomato. Yeah, okay. 
Incredible. Actually, uh, I am hearing, so I, I, I will say I was at work today and I've kind of caught some wind of ITK. I'm hearing some stuff that Trary wants to leave, but I'm not sure it's possible. I know Tottenham has been trying. Wolves put a price of 40 million on him. Not sure if that's going to happen, um, but I think Trary's looking to go. So keep your eye out on that over the I next think that's a fair evaluation of 24 him. hours. Yeah. 40 million. You think you'd yep. go for it? If I wanted him, I'd pay that. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so now I'm going to talk about a, a pair of teams here. So a couple of results, sorry, four teams, pair of results. Uh, and then we'll kind of wrap it up because three of these four teams are sitting at six or more points. So uh, Brighton, zero, Everton, two. Brighton had a chance to keep it perfect. They lose. Damari Gray, who's been a great signing with a goal. Dominic Calvert-Lewin getting another one. So Everton now on seven points, Brighton on six. And then in a bit of a shock result, West Ham held 2-2 with Crystal Palace. Uh, Fornals and Antonio, the goal scorers for West Ham, who've been good all season. And Connor Gallagher, back from the dead, first time scoring in 25 matches, has had a brace for Crystal Palace to get them the draw. I never question, heard of him. You never? <laughs> Brian, have you Chelsea, heard of him? Chelsea Loney, yeah, of course yeah. I've heard of him. There you go. Uh, my question being, of the three that have six or seven points, being Brighton on six, Everton and West Ham have seven. Which of the three have you been most impressed with this season? And which one do you think can cause a little trouble at the top four and or make it to Europa? For I've, most impressed, I'll say Brighton because you never would have guessed them. Mm-hmm. Followed by Everton just because of how last season went. Like, you all, we kind of expected it from West Ham considering right. they finished fifth or sixth last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say Brighton because of how bad they were last year. Okay. Arian. Um but sorry, real oh, quick. Sorry. To, I don't I don't expect them to finish in the top seven, eight. They'll trail off. Okay. Brighton will. Um All right. I'd just go based on on how they're playing and, and everything, but this is how it was last year. I'll go with Everton. Um, because they also beat Huddersfield in the at Huddersfield in the League Cup. But I mean, their only draw was at Leeds, and I think that was the Leeds's, you know, first the home opener uh, with fans. So that's that's you know difficult to go up against. Um, so I'll I'll slightly give it to Everton, but I think Brian made some great facts about Brighton for points. Yeah, I think uh, I'm very high on Brighton. I, you guys know I like Graham Potter. I mentioned it in the last episode, uh, but yeah, I, I have to go with Everton have impressed me because we, you know, for me every year it was, Oh, Everton should be decent. But now coming into this year, I'm like, you know, we always say that. And then they, they look bad, but uh, Rafa Benitez has them, has them going pretty well. Um, And if they're able to hold on to Richarlison, because we've heard rumors maybe of him going to um, PSG to replace Kylian Mbappe. If he leaves, that still remains to be seen, uh, which we can talk about a little bit later. Then if they lose with Charleston, if they if they can't hold some of these guys, then there could be issues. But I think they will, and I think they'll make a decent push. We'll see. It all depends on what will happen in March and April. That's when they tend to trail off and start losing games. They're playing well. They're also without uh, James Rodriguez. So It's true. I don't know if he'll, we'll ever see James back. <laughs> if he'll ever figure out who they're playing against on a weekly basis. So <laughs> that that remains to be seen. But we'll uh, I guess we'll have to find out. Uh, so let's go to another set of results. Anything you guys want to mention about those teams before I head to the last set of results? 
Nope. All right. So just going to round it out and see what kind of general statements we have. Burnley and Leeds, surprising 1-1 draw. Wood and Bamford canceling each other out. A pair of early goals at Villa Park gave a 1-1 draw between Villa and Brentford. Ivan Tony getting on the score sheet on a cheeky backheel pass that was made to him. Emmy Buendia equalizes on a shot from outside the box. Newcastle Southampton also playing to a draw. Wilson and El Yunosi scoring goals before the 90th minute. St. Maximan and Ward Prowse scoring after the 90th minute to cause some fireworks there. Uh, Ward Prowse, I believe, was on a penalty too. So that, that was the equalizer for Southampton. And Leicester, though the match did look a little bit in doubt for them, had some troubles with Norwich winning. Vardy and uh, Albrighton, who got the winner. And then Pookie Watch is back. So we have Pookie Watch. I'll see if I can find that clip. If not, because I think it's on Ryan's old computer that's been put in the bin. I'll see if we find a new Pookie Watch clip this year. So <laughs> RIP my old laptop. <laughs> we'll bring back the Pookie Watch um, because they weren't in the Premier League last year. So I have I have episodes that are back from January, but I don't think we had Pookie Watch going on when he was in the championship. Uh, so Anything I, I will say before I ask you guys what jumped out to you that Burnley leads draw. Patrick Bamford said, "You know what you're going to get against Burnley," referring to their shithousery and tackling. Yep. This is the second straight week an opponent of Burnley has said that. Do you guys have any issues with the way Burnley play soccer? <laughs> it's proper English football, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, look at their head. Fucking coat. annoying to play against. Yeah. Right, they're, they're, you're right. Their coach. You got to look at their coach. And yeah. Say, hmm. <laughs> Are any of the other matches or results stand out or stick out to you guys? Um, nothing too much. Not honestly. really. No. Besides that, All West Ham right. score. Bunch of draws between some shit teams. I don't really care about. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Oh yeah. Sorry, I didn't. I I, I short sold the the quote. Sorry, guys. Here's the exact quote. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to be disrespectful, but you know what you're going to get against Burnley. Patrick Bamford says James Tarkowski tried a jujitsu move on him and leads his draw with Burnley. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brentford hasn't lost yet. That's one to talk about, I guess. Or not. <laughs> oh, All right. What are they? One or one oh and two? Yeah. They are with that one win against the last place team. So that's not that much. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not good enough. Um, so now let's go to the comments again. You know, they're not, they're not loading for me, but we'll, we'll give it a, we'll give it a whirl. Oh, they are. Okay. Uh, Steve did want to tell us that TFW stands for the feeling when remember last episode, we were having issues figuring it out. Yeah. So he also wanted to say that when you do play someone does matter. He agreed with us on the footy corner. Brian, what was your thoughts on that about the timing of playing certain teams? I forget what the conversation was. So it was about, um, you know, the, these early season games. It's nicer oh, to yeah, have yeah, yeah. easy schedule earlier. Yeah. Just cause it, it does matter. Um, you're still trying to figure things out with usually a new team, possibly a new coach. You're gelling as a team together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think like Irene said, early on, you're, you're trying shit out. 
it's easier to do that against a, there's more leeway to fuck up against a bad team. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. I agree and, with, and, with what Arena said last week. Yeah. yeah. And what Steve said too, is despite what Jeff says, I, uh, I agree. Last season he praised Pep for slow playing this, the season to avoid injuries. How else do you slow play a season? If not for playing your backups against weak opponents. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, he also agreed with Arian on uh, telling the truth on Silva, not deserving a statue. Go to Green Bay <laughs> yeah. Lombardi, that guy. Silva ain't it. <laughs> yeah, man, that's just the bananas. And the statue wasn't that great. Did you see the two statues? Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> no, I didn't I'm... see the statues, but it doesn't surprise me that they're awful. They're not that good. Jeff, let us know what you think at the footy corner, too. How do you like your Silva? And uh, company statues, would you let the same guy do the Aguero statue next year? <laughs> Just <laughs> is, it like, is it like uh, the Ronaldo statues by any chance? It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> not as bad as the first one. I yeah. thought Vincent Company's was worse than Silva's, but, um, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, because his looks like Wayne Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It I does. mean, do you blame the artist? He had probably had to spend three days on the forehead. <laughs> oh, so, there's that. And don't they have robots that do, you guys know better than me? Don't they have robots that could just sculpt these things? Yeah, 3D printers. Yeah, yeah you have yeah, 3D printers. Do that? You can do yeah, take a 3D, just 3D scan of the of the fate of the head. Yeah. They should do that, but you know, that's just and then not cast how it in bronze or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they should, but they want to give sculptors. I don't know. Good question. They should get with the times. Uh I want to give Brian credit. For doing his Malort shot, everyone go to uh, at the footy corner too to see the video of Brian paying off the team overner bet, paying off his debts, doing the Malort shot. And I must say, you did it very well. You know, please tell us about about that that event. Where I'm sure we're all interested to hear what happened. So it's just a, a golf outing that I went to representing my company. I guess it was kind of a last minute thing. Had to fill in for someone that couldn't go, and you know at corporate golf outings, they have random like tent set up of people, um, you know, advertising their company and whatnot. And, and this company, I don't even remember who they were. I got the guy's card, but, um, for some reason they had old style and Malord. And I was like, Oh, you guys from Chicago? They're like, no, we just wanted to try something different, stand out, be different. <laughs> so I saw the Malord and my eyes lit up and he, he was like, Oh, you're a fan of Malord. And I was like, no, definitely no. not. But I, <laughs> I have to take a shot. <clears throat> so, yeah, it was there. I didn't want to, you know, I'm a man of my word. I didn't want to delay any longer. That was an electric uh, surprise that I opened my Twitter shoe when I saw right. that. Like, it's one of you know, the things where you type LOL, you know, don't really mean LOL. That was something where I looked at my phone and I gave my phone a cheeky grin when I watched. <laughs> like, I was, I was happy to see that. Yeah, it was amazing. So, so tell us, go on, Brian, please tell us. Well, I had, I had to wait a while. I couldn't get reception. Like I wanted to tweet it out immediately to you guys, but I had to wait a while because there was like no, no cell LTE 5G reception there. So I, I had to wait until later in the day. Yeah. Shout out 5G, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Amazing stuff. Um, and I must say, so you said the shot itself wasn't bad. Yeah. So what is it that gets people? Please explain to those that haven't done it. So Malort is, I forget what kind of liqueur it is, but it's, Awful. it's not, yeah, it's, it's bad. 
And the, the very first taste of it isn't too bad. And you're like, okay, that's not too bad. You kind of do the, well, what I did, like the, the instant kind of bitter face reaction when you take a shot because <clears throat> it didn't taste good, but it wasn't horrible. But then there's just a flavor that just kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but it just sits on the back of your tongue for like 20 minutes and you can't get rid of it. And it's just mm-hmm. gross. It, it's, it's dirty socks. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Did you have water to wash it down? or you uh, Yeah, I drank a lot of water after I took the shot. <laughs> <laughs> they say it's a Basque liqueur. Bat, B, like A with two dots over it. Okay. I'm not sure what that means. I think it's like Swedish and origin. Like the part it is, yeah. The guy, the guy is the guy that made it is Swedish. Actually, that that is you know Carl Jepsen was Jepsen, the guy. Yep. Uh, and actually, it was in Pilsen's neighborhood, which is oh, just so, a couple blocks west of us here. So it's a it's a wormwood. Five dollar hookers from. Is that Cicero or Pilsen? No, that is Pilsen. Shout out Tio Luis. Uh, you can get five dollar hookers. Pilsen. Says he gets five dollar hookers from Pilsen. <laughs> um, so, so Basque uh, key ingredient to Basque is wormwood, which is also an ingredient in absinthe. So, it kind of oh. has that almost like a licoricey, absinthe type flavor. That's just not good. Yeah, big yikes, big yikes there. So that, yeah. So well done, mate, though. I must say we now owe shots to catch up to you there. Yeah, you yeah. took that shot. You didn't make too much of a face afterwards. So. I, and since it was a golf outing, I have a feeling like the shot glasses might have been a little smaller. So it wasn't quite – I'll fully admit it might not have been a full, like, actual shot glass shot. But it, you still I consider did it my bet paid. But I, I'll still do another one with you guys next time we're, I'm in town. Yeah, absolutely. Let's we do it. pay it off. We could go uh, to Fulton and pick it up too. <laughs> I guess so. It should be available there. Now I know where they to got go. Good, they got good cheap desserts there and shit like that too. Pilsen could be a gem sometimes actually for, for good food. restaurants. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Steve answered the question from TalkSport asking who is the worst run club in Europe's top five leagues? So I'll ask you guys this and then I'll tell you what his answer was. Barcelona, Arsenal, Newcastle, Schalke. Oh, well, Schalke isn't in the top five leagues, so it can't be them. Yeah, I guess they're not anymore. So yes, <laughs> that's true. I I, I was going to say Schalke before you even said those uh, li- so listed those names. Are we saying right now, or like past five years, or like what's um, who is the worst run club? So currently at the moment, it's a tie for me. It's a tie for me, and um, the reason why, I'm going to say Newcastle and. Uh, Arsenal. But okay. the reason why it's kind of weird to put Newcastle there is because Mike Ashley is going to sell the team. And I think that's why he's not investing his money into it because it would just be a loss for him regardless. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's kind of tough. Whereas Arsenal's owners, I don't know if they're planning on selling or what they're going to do. I think it's just poorly ran. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But it's tough. I, I would say before this year, I'd agree. But I mean, Brian said it earlier they've spent the most. So it's, you know, Cronky's given the money, you know, even when you're saying run, you mean from like more than just owner, right? Yeah. Overall. Are we considering the management? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Arsenal. Definitely Arsenal. And Brian, you said, you, you say Schalke. Well, I would have said Schalke, but it has to be 
Arsenal. Yeah. Since Schalke already got relegated. They're already they're not in the Bundesliga anymore. They're literally getting chased Ars- by their fans. Yeah. Stian Kolasinac ran all the way from Schalke back to Arsenal and defend like that against Manchester City this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Last season, Afshin, it seemed like every week on the pod, you'd come in with some new stat about this is the the worst or the least or whatever. And already Um, this season, you're starting to surpass those superlatives. Right. Right. So that's when you know you're heading. You're you're heading in the wrong direction. You're still. You haven't hit rock bottom yet. You're still going downhill. I don't know what rock bottom is for Arsenal. I guess it would be getting relegated, which I don't think will ever happen. But I'm hoping this past weekend was rock bottom. I'm, I'm hoping that yeah today or Sunday because if they got to win against Norwich, let's put it like that. <laughs> let's hey, put it like that. You. I don't. Like, I don't know. You think it's rock bottom. I'm telling you, these next, after that international break, do something that erases your memory because I think those are going to be rock bottom. After I'm going to be honest, what I honestly think. But then once Arteta gets fired, I think it'll, in a weird way, unify everyone at that club. I think okay. they'll start going up. But we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. So, so you guys say Arsenal, Steve. Said Barcelona. He said, repeat after me. We all have higher net worth than Barcelona right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're in true. super debt. So um, I guess in terms of money, you can say that. But yeah, um, my team's not doing so much, so much well right now. Now I got a fun little trivia question for you guys while we're up here. Adama Traore has been regarded as, you know, one of the fastest, if not the fastest player in the Premier League. I believe last year he recorded the fastest sprint speed or whatever. Uh, This season, through three weeks, there is one player who has run faster than Adama Traore. Kyle Walker. Um, Can you name, and it's not Kyle Walker, there's a top nine. So if you can name anyone in the top nine, you'll get extra credit if you name the top one. Is Per Mersacker still in the league? (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing if you could. Here's what I'll say. Um, I think Rudiger is on the list. I think I saw a stat that he ran fast. Is he number one? So Rudiger is on the list, believe okay. it or not. Antonio Rudiger is seventh on this list. Yeah. So, this season? Yes. The top speed. This season's top speed. Adama Trari clocked in at 22.12 miles per hour. Uh, Antonio Rudiger is seventh at 21.38 miles per hour. So that's amazing. You did name Antonio Rudiger there. Um, another I player have. has been named on this podcast today. Kai Havertz? Nope, not Kai no. Havertz. We've named a lot of players, so. That's true. Um, uh, who have we named, though, Brian? What? Um, I think he's he's Ismail Sar. There you go. Ismail Sar yeah. is fifth, 21.67 miles per hour. Telling you, bro, free that man. <laughs> Are there any other defenders on the list? There are no other defenders. Well, there is an out. There's a outside back, but Antonio yeah. Rudiger is the only center back. Are there is one other? outside back from Crystal Palace. Crystal are Palace has two players on this list. Van Anholt. No. Zaha. Zaha is third. He's yeah. right behind the Dometrio. Twenty-one point eight eight miles per hour. Who else plays for Crystal Palace, Brian? I have no idea. Who play Van Anhol is the only defender I can think of. Um, I'll name the other one. It's tough. Tyreek Mitchell, 
21.35. Honestly, I would have guessed he works at Subway. I don't know who this (laughs) guy is. Yeah, I would have guessed he's a D2 basketball player. Yeah. Told me he was an athlete. Alcorn State Center, maybe. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Yeah. So Tyreek Mitchell is an Alcorn State Center uh, and works at Subway. Wow. (laughs) Wild from you guys. Actually, it kind of checks out. I can see that. Yeah. Well, we have two players. I'll say this two players from Leeds. Two, oh, um, shit. I was going to say Buendia, but he's on Bamford. Uh, Bamford. Yep. Bamford is one of them, 21.53. He comes in at sixth. He's just out of Rudiger. My boy, Jack Harrison? Nope. Thompson hasn't played this year. He, uh, this guy has one Rodrigo? name. Rodrigo? It's not Rodrigo, but it is another one-name guy. Also, free Rodrigo. That man got transferred and doesn't play anymore. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> People at home can play, too. Yeah, that's what, I'm just doing that to give him time to play. Exactly. Yes. Not that I can't think. You guys have almost named all of them. There's only three left. And this one we, guy from... The we league. mentioned him today? No, not on that. It's Rafinha. It is Rafinha. All right, so I looked Rafinha. up at uh, Leeds... Uh, Roster. Roster, yeah. Ninth place. And yeah, you guys can look up the roster. The last two guys both play for Southampton, and we still haven't named the fastest. James Ward Prowse. Ward Prowse. Ward Prowse is not one of them. And it's, it's not, not Oh, Dan- Danny Ings. It's not Danny Ings. No, he's on Villa now. He's on Villa now. Oh, shit. God, I can't keep up. Man, I'm, um, I'm the worst coach. I know. That's how you got to get FIFA, mate. <laughs> I don't think you'll get the top one. It'll take a while. I mean, just go ahead and look. Is at it El Unisi? Nope. El Ghazi? No. Oh, rubbish. Shea Adams. It's not Shea Adams. Livermento. <laughs> no, Bertrand? not Livermento. I'm just Bertrand? naming that. I'm just reading. Bertrand? It's not Bert- Bertrand's like 80, mate. Is he still How, a soccer? God, DeGenepo? Nope, not DeGenepo. Okay, well, who the... Unchained. Adam Armstrong? Hampton? It is Adam Armstrong. I'm just I'm just naming the players <laughs> I see on the roster. I would never have guessed Adam Armstrong. At, like Adam the- Armstrong has the top speed this season of 22.15 miles per hour. And he, he was my fifth guess like- on Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone name the other guy who's fourth? Nathan Redmond. Walker nope, Peters. Redmond. Nope. Caleb Brother Watts. None of those guys. Jan Valeri. No. <laughs> Jan Valeri. Actually, Jan Valeri. Armando Roja. No, no, none of those guys. Jan Valeri just got transferred. Mohamed Salisu. <laughs> Romain Peru. We're naming the whole team. It's mate. definitely Fraser Forster. Jan Bednark. Nope. You could work with a bank something. That's a little hint I'll give you. Uh, Tella? Yeah, Nathan Tella. Tella. Who the fuck is Nathan Tella? Tella? I'm sorry. I, I can't even find Jesus. him on this list. I, he's not even on FIFA, Irene. Uh, I, I wouldn't even be able to. I'm sorry, guys. I had to do that to you. So we got Armstrong first, Adama Trey second, Zaha third, Nathan Tella fourth, Ismail Asar fifth, Patrick Bamford sixth, Antonio Rudiger seventh, Tyreek Mitchell eighth, Rafinha ninth, all between 21.26 miles per hour and 22.15 miles per hour. Could you guys have ever done that at any time? Easily, okay. No, I don't I think, think when I, I was nine. No, I je- when I was nineteen. Uh huh. I will say yes. All right, fair play. That was a little fun. I thought that was pretty cool to guess the fastest players this season. I'm sure that might change at some point. Nathan Tella or Tella Nathan, whatever the fuck his name is, Tella Tubby guy. He um he's Tell an Arsenal product. Oh, is he? Yeah. There you go, um, guys. We have a uh, we have some sad news to talk about. 
It's the passing of Keith. Uh, and Wigan fans had to give a minute of, of applause due to Keith's uh, passing. I've read an article and I'm going to give this little eulogy for Keith. None of us can control how the world responds to our death, but a common funeral wish is for those we leave behind to smile through the tears, to celebrate a life well lived, to find a crumb of joy amid the sadness. And for Keith the Duck, so it was. In one of English football's most absurd moments in recent times, Wigan Athletic fans gave a minute's applause to a fan's deceased pet duck at halftime during a match against Portsmouth on Saturday afternoon. The origins of the incident began on a Wigan Athletic message board. A form where fans discussed away tickets and pregame rituals or, in COVID-19 times, exchanged details on how to watch matches from afar. A few days ago, a board regular mentioned the death of an unspecified Keith. Keith Valentine, a well-known figure among the hardcore fans in the group, had been battling lung cancer. So several fellow Laddicks jumped to the obvious unfortunate conclusion and sent messages of sorrow and condolence. But the original post did not refer to Keith Valentine. It referred to another fan's pet duck. Graciously seeing the funny side despite his serious illness, Valentine cleared things up. Keith's owner embraced the absurd mix-up, which then took a life of its own. Wigan fans on Twitter began sharing the hashtag, hashtag RIP Keith, demanding the club mark the bird's demise in an appropriate way. The Ducks owner joined Twitter himself to, hash, uh, to quote, see the fuss. At some point, club officials were alerted to the situation and the decision was made to mark the moment appropriately at the DW Stadium. And so it came to pass in the match against Portsmouth, a third tier clash between two 21st century FA Cup winners as Keith's, Keith's demise was marked with a heartfelt minutes applause. Do you guys have any words for Keith the Duck? Rest in power, Keith. <laughs> yes, rest in power. <laughs> you know, uh, sorry, go ahead, Ari. Yeah. So at your respective clubs, let's say you, let, so Brian, you go to Indy 11. Ashin, let's say you go to a fire game. Mm-hmm. You guys go to your local and you see at the whatever minute mark, you see the RIP Keith. And some people stand up and applaud. Some people are like, what the fuck? Do you stand up and applaud? Like, think of yourself in the moment. Do you think you would realistically do it? Is there a picture of a duck on the screen? Yeah. Yes. Yes. What you see on what you see in that Twitter picture is, you know, what was actually there is there. There's a picture of a duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stand up and clap for a minute. Fred, was there a duck it's on your fun. screen right now? No. Did you just have a duck next to you? Oh, no, I'm just playing with Johnny's Legos. The yellow Lego looks like a duck. Yeah. Um, I guess I'd laugh a bit and I'd probably do it. I don't know. To be fair, this, this guy was probably torn about his duck dying. Let's be fair here. <laughs> you get a pet duck. What, what kind of life do you live if you can't laugh at something like that? That's true. That's true. Like, be happy. Yeah. Have a sense of humor. Yeah. So it's that's, better that's to pretty... laugh than to get angry. That is true. I'm sure a lot of the Arsenal fans could have used a memorial to a pet duck at halftime <laughs> during this season. I would probably at a fire game, that'd probably be the highlight of the match for me. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> with how they are. And Wigan won. Yeah. It worked. Two, one nil. They have oh, to wow. memorialize pets more often. Well, hopefully people's pets aren't dying at that rate, but anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a funny thing. Keith the Duck. Uh, yeah, rest in power. Um, Maritimo. Let's do a little Maritimo corner, corner update. The Wait, ultras in America are... Just to refresh people, line, a first-tier Portuguese team from Madeira. Yes. yes. 
Yeah, those that those that have been listening to the pod should know those that are just tuning in. Yes, first uh, first division team from Madeira that we have uh, adopted. Many of us that traveled there uh, either saw their match live or just fell in love with the team because we're so close to the stadium. We have jerseys, we have scarves, everything you name it. We've been watching games. I, I watched a Russian hack feed. Uh, unfortunately, this past week we lost to Estoril. 2-1. Yeah. Took Estoril to the top of the table. So granted, they are, they have been a good team. They did beat Ferro Roche earlier in the season. So it's important to understand they beat a team that beat Tottenham, who's number one in the Premier League. So it's okay. Um, I, I gotta say, Maritimo actually looked much better in this match than they did in the match yeah. against Braga that we attended. Uh the, the problem, and I'll say this: you heard it here first. This lad on Estoril, his name's Chiquinho. He's an electric factory. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if I had if I had Edu's phone number, like lad, you need to go get this Chiquinho lad right now from Estoril. He was uh, he was running up and down from the wing. He scored their match winning goal. He put two or three in the box that gave our team trouble. He even troubled number five a bit. Brian, you know number five is a pretty good defender. Uh, yeah. I don't know his name. Uh, and our boy Vidigal had two goals taken away for being offside. I gotta say, Murray, Murray looked pretty decent uh, for good stretches of the match. Did any of you guys get to catch parts of it? No, I didn't see any of it, unfortunately. A little bit of it, but, um, you know, road game against top of the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We looked better than them. You know what? We'll take it. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, it's a team, you know, we're a team that came off 15th last season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, consider all things considered, you've played Porto. You've played Braga, and now you've played Estoril, who you know on the road. This is fourth now, you know because of Benfica, Porto, and Sporting all winning their matches. Uh, you know, so now we sit in eleventh. But again, that's eleventh after facing these teams. Uh, we have quite a run coming in. I believe three of the next four are quite winnable fixtures. Yeah. We have Aruka at home, Tin Pot, uh, Cow on the road, fifteenth uh, place. Yeah. Yeah, those lads are actually 17th. Yeah, they're second to last. Uh, then we have at Sporting, which, yep, that could get ugly. Let's just, you know, see what happens. And then Moray Reigns, uh, who is 16th, which is third to last. They should all be winning, except for the Sporting. So, yeah, I think we should take nine points yeah. out of our next four matches. That would be nice. Yeah. And, and we, the Oriole at home will be a different story. Yeah. Oh, I mean – we played him pretty hard, I think. We played him pretty hard. Uh, we also signed a lad. I couldn't, I couldn't remember his name, but we've signed a lad. So we did. Doing we, some business you know, in the transfer. Been, they've been busy in the transfer market, mate. They oh, even transferred oh. one of their own players from the U19 to the U23. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the Maritimo update. Anything to add to that, you guys? No. No. The lads were here in the... Ultras, United States. Uh oh, timeout. Hold on. I think I, I think that was my feed. What was that? I think Brian's I had lag. A bad connection pop up. Oh, oh, it's not me. I thought I was like, oh shit, this is me. Brian, while Brian fixes that connection, we'll we'll see what happens there. Oh, he left. He'll be back. Also, look what I'm drinking out. Oh, I'll wait till Brian Brian comes back. I will say the other thing I was going to ask is for Christmas. Oh, Arian, are you getting their jersey? Is it coming in? I still got to order it, dude. 
you know how I am with pulling the trigger on things it's so bad. Yeah, I I have those moments too. Is it is it because you're not sure of the quality? Where are you getting it from? Their actual official site. Oh, hmm. mate, you should get it. It's sick jersey. You've seen it. I mean, it's you saw it. Euros, which is probably like ninety bucks, close to yeah, 100. about a hundred. That's expensive for a jersey, isn't it? That's true. I paid about sixty at the store, but then I got personalized or sixty-five. Then I got it personalized, so it was eighty something. Yeah. So we'll have to all wear it and and take a picture in the uh, in the jersey there. Yeah. So oh, here we go. Brian is coming back. I was about to move on to the next thing, but Brian is joining us, and then we could hear his Maritimo take, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about some some transfer talks or some things I saw. But Brian is back. <laughs> By the way, Brian, your your picture while you're gone is amazing. You're pointing at that sign that says Ian on it. So that's okay. epic. Yep. Uh, so what were you saying? By the way, you were saying something. Uh, I don't remember. It probably wasn't important. It was about Maritimo. Yeah, we'll be fine. All right, I like that. Again. I was trying to look up to see what uh, uh, where we are in the Portuguese Cup. Yes, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> So that's our goal for next week on the panel episode to identify our cup matchup. Uh, Oh, are we playing them? No, no, I just made up a random thing. Let's fucking kill them. Uh, Anyway. Brian, look at this cup, by the way. Does that remind you of anything that I'm drinking out of right now? Yeah. Cactus cup. Maureen's got a cactus cup. Those that know, know. Uh, Awesome. Quick recap. Awesome bar Purdue. You go Thursday nights, 25 cent beers, 32 ounce cups. You get pissed drunk. Okay. Uh, also, shout out. Uh, technically, I'm, I'm still enrolled at I'm, I'm enrolled at Purdue. There you go. My master's courses. So, so lad, just let us know when you're going to go uh, to the cactus. I'll join you. Shout out I'll to their you. online uh, management Touch. master's degree. Shout Cheers, mate. Okay. So Tassa, it's the Tassa de Portugal. Oh, really? And who are we playing? Surely we're winning that. <laughs> We're probably playing a third division team. Yeah, we're probably playing a team full. I'm not sure if we've even made it to the round in which Maritimo play. Oh, dear. That's good. There you go. Yeah, the first round, um, let's see. We don't play. It's teams like um, Fafe against Mirandela, of course. Um, You know, Electrico against Alvercha. Electrico, I'm rooting for that's, them. That's really a team. That might be our second in the team fifth, in the fifth division of Portuguese football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a game. Electrico FC. <laughs> their their crest is a factory. <laughs> With like a thunderbolt hitting it, <laughs> like the like the emojis. Maritimo don't don't join until the third round, so they don't play till uh, mid October. Sure. We'll probably play a Tolberone en route to beating Ferrero Rocher. So let's go, baby. <laughs> let's take all them candies out. There's let's a team go. called I- I- Immortal. Immortal. <laughs> Wait, what? Where are they from? Uh, Portugal. <laughs> oh, Immortal Portugal. Okay. <laughs> you That's- it's the Portuguese cup. They're not inviting random teams. No, I thought he yeah. said Immortal Funchal. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, we missed that team. <laughs> 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 what part of Portugal's immortal from? I'm trying to find. I don't know. Center. It's called Albufeira, which is a decently sized city on the south south coast of Portugal. Okay. 
Wow. Shouldn't be far away from Lisbon then, yeah? Albufeira. Um, yeah, it's pretty far. Pretty far? It's on like the very southern coast. Lisbon is oh. a bit further up. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so Immortal is one anyway. to look out for in the yeah. Portuguese Cup. Uh, <laughs> so some quick little tidbits. I was uh, I was doing some small... Again, I'm about six hours behind on the ITK, seven hours, probably eight now. Um, but some small bits I caught on today. Ozan Kabak has signed with Norwich City uh, on a permanent deal, I believe. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, last time I checked, I don't know. Oh, if it was a loan. It was a loan. Oh, that was a loan. Okay. Uh, this is actually close to being permanent. It might be done by now. I don't know. You could check. But about as of eight hours ago, uh, Leeds are close to agreeing 30 million pounds, 30 million for Dan James of Manchester United could be a permanent deal. 30 million. So look out for that one. Uh, Tottenham and Barcelona are close to being in on agreement for Emerson. Uh, Royale, I believe is his name around 30 million euros. Negotiations not complete. Search Aria will not be involved in the deal. Um, there were a few reports saying that West Ham and Ajax have agreed on Nicholas Tagliafico. But then I heard some other reports saying that that might be false. So look out for that one. Do you guys think Mbappe is going to be gone? I hope not. No. I want to. I want to see him, Messi, and Neymar lead the line for PSG for a full season, a full think, Champions League season. I think it's smart on both ends to have him stay there because Real Madrid's already struggling financially, probably, and you know. Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. better just getting him for free and spending that money next year to get a fucking super team. And then um, PSG, money's not an issue and you just want to win Champions League. So keep him. All right. And uh, we will do our best. Uh, the intern will be looking for some uh, some of the ITKs you're heading into the final hours. So big, there's some there. big Chelsea transfer news, actually. It just came out today. Oh, it just came out on Kunde? Uh No, even bigger. Really? Yeah, oh, Danny, Danny Drinkwater has joined Reading on loan for the season. I did wow, read that. that's I a did. name, bro. <laughs> I did read that. I should have remembered that one. Uh, <laughs> did you see how they worded it? Did you see how Reading worded it from their account? I didn't see how Reading. I just saw Chelsea's. This reminds me. Okay, so Reading, Reading said, uh, we're signing Premier League champion uh, and something else, and, and, and former England international Danny Drinkwater. Alone. <laughs> it's not a lie. He won not the Premier League with Leicester. Right. Yeah. And he was on England's uh, team that year, I think. Yeah. For Chelsea to sign you, you got to be talented, like, a, you know, your previous job. So that's yeah. true. Well, you know, that's true. So we'll give him that. And one thing I do want to say, I forgot earlier in the show due to the uh, not being able to access some certain things. Um, we talked, I want to go back to United briefly before we move on to the non section. Ole. A lot of people question Olay. After 100 Premier League games as manager, Wenger had 192 points. Klopp had 190. Olay 187. Thoughts on Olay? I'm getting whiplash from all the changes in opinions on Olay. <laughs> right? Like, I'm just asking because the numbers say what they say. I don't uh, know. Yeah, at this point, just, just admit that he's okay. fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it that he's okay and he's good, but they could have better? Is that what people are worried about? Or you seem to be going with United that? Has, United has never finished lower than third when Ole is on their team in a player or manager role. 
Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's done pretty well. Yeah. I just don't like him. <laughs> he's just That's an fair. asshole, man. I don't know. He, you know, at first I was like, oh, it's just some Icelandic or whatever the fuck he is. Some innocent dude that's in there, you know, doing his thing. And then he, he looks like, like an elf. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, he could be on Grinch or not Grinch. Yeah, Grinch. Shout out Grinch. My favorite Christmas movie, by the way. Oh, God. <laughs> Next to the Polar choice. Express. Next to the, wow, mind you, next to the Polar Express, which is also Excuse you. Take, which is also a hot, hot take. But I don't know, man. When you hear him talk, man, dude's got attitude that's just unnecessary sometimes. I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know, bro. It's like, dude, just stay I, out. I kind of get what you're saying. He kind of has that like like smirking kind of. Yeah. I, okay. I'm better than you and I know it. But you don't know it, but I, I, you think that I know it. And, uh, yeah, it's and, just, and the way he words things is just like when he says it, it's not cool or funny. It's like, oh, if someone died, when my, if my son were to die, he's not eating for the night. It's like, okay, Ole. Like, yeah. You know, yeah Fair know. enough. Okay. You don't like his quotes? No. So, yeah, we'll see a little bit of I like Ole G a lot more than, this, than him. At, at the footy corner two, I know what Nikhil thinks, but I want to hear thoughts on Ole. Uh, how do we, th- what do we think of him now? Okay. So now we're going to do something fun. We're going to go to this week's segment of Nonce of the Week. You are a nonce, You're a nonce, mate. And we're going to change it up this week. It's a little different. I have here from nominations and other things read seven potential nonces. So what we're going to do is it will, I'll tell the stories. We, as the three man group here, will we'll narrow it to a four on the air. Usually I do this before the show, but I figured, you know what? Let's share all the nonsense that happened. Let's narrow it to four. Then we'll let the people go. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and do it that way. Now, uh, before we get into that, I do want to announce the winner of last week's nonce of the week. And it was actually a tie, believe it or not. And now I will say this. Usually when we get a tie, I'm going to be quite, this is, this is me being truth juice on the air, being completely honest. It's probably because we got about 11 votes in the poll and it was like four, four, two, <laughs> one or something, uh, which I don't think that adds up. No, it does. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and we'll sit there and say, well, you know, X percent had this and X percent had that and whatever. But this week, this week we had quite a few responses. Uh, we did use hashtags. We had, we had a uh, double digit votes, not in the hundreds. We had double digit votes and it was an exact draw between James Rodriguez for not knowing who they were playing and Nice fans. Uh, dr- the drunk Czech fan got 12% for beating up the steward and 0% picked Spencer Eldon, who was mad about his uh, picture as a baby <laughs> being put on naked saying that he was a porn star. That was so, hilarious. so um, I voted Nice fans. I'm just curious as to what people voted. I forgot what I voted. Um, I said Hamas. I, I think I voted these fans as well. Yeah, Hamas got a lot of votes, and uh, I do want to say at Chi Town Spurs, Nate uh, said nice uh, Nice fans need to be running away with this. So that's something I can agree, agree with the Tottenham fan on. He runs the Chicago Spurs Twitter account. Uh, so. Let's talk about this week's nominees. There, again, there are seven of them, so we'll narrow them on the air. One that I think will make the final cut is Benjamin Mendy of Manchester City. 
He's been suspended by city after being charged by the police with four counts of rape and one of sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, and so what is that? That's top nonsery. Sorin's very quiet because I think he's in his kitchen, but yeah, he said top nonsery. Uh, Brian, you think this one will make the final cut? Unfortunately. Yeah. It's just depressing. Yeah. I was going to say at the age of 27 soccer player, do you really need to be doing that, that kind of stuff? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I think it's clear it's done. Any age is not acceptable. I would right, say. Yeah. right. But I mean, like you have your whole career there. I don't oh, know. I just don't think anyone's going to sign him after this, dude. Dude, uh, Kyle Walker just should have just invited him to the sex parties and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They just need some team bonding. Well, there's that. Uh, then this one, I don't know if it'll make the final cut. Our Premier League Argentinian players, uh, specifically those like Buendia, uh, Emmy Martinez. Uh, I think we have Giovanni Lo Celso, Christian Romero have all said that they're going to ignore the Premier League orders to not go on international duty to a red list country. Um, so these uh, stars are ready to, quote, rebel despite a 10 day quarantine period. They said they don't care. They're going to go play for their countries. Thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, there's some, you know, countries players that obviously are country over club uh, yeah. all the time. Um, you know, especially the South Americans, you know, the Brazils, the Argentinas, the, um, I guess that's, that's what it is. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not surprised is what I'd say. It, it reminds okay. me of when the NHL said, or yeah, NHL said that, uh, NHL players couldn't go to the Olympics and the players were pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. What's yeah. It looks- get suspended. No, you have to quarantine for 10 days. So actually a couple of these players will have to sit out. They have to quarantine in a hotel for 10 days and it'll rule them out of two rounds of Premier League fixtures. Uh, so that, that might be a, a bit of an issue there. I can't, I don't know which team it is, but one of these teams is playing Chelsea and Everton after the break. So uh, it's like, would you, would you risk two games of the Premier League to play in two games to qualify for the World Cup? Yeah, <clears throat> I guess so. Especially when you're with Argentina and they're playing Bolivia. Just just saying. Uh, but it is what you it think is. They could do it without those guys? Is that what you're I saying? Think, I think they could beat Bolivia without those guys, yes. But anyway, well, I don't know. Then there's Richarlison, who <laughs> argued friend of, with, pod. a friend of the pod for arguing with Dominic Calvert Lewin about who should take the penalty when Clearly, based on teammate reaction, right? Everyone was pushing Richarlison away, hence why I've picked him. Shouldn't the manager have that picked out? Like, why is that even happening? Do you think Richarlison was, was just trying to leave the club? I, from, from the looks of it, um, it looks like it's pretty well known at who's taking the pens because it seemed like everyone seemed to agree with the decision that Calvert-Lewin was taking the pen, which is why the, like, one person distracted him and the other um, – the other one, like, punched the ball out, which reminds me of short, short story. That whole incident reminded me of one time my friend was just uh, – we were underaged, and he was just drunk and running all over the place. We knew the cops were going to get called on him. So um, I was the person that distracted him. Call this bad or what, but this needed to happen. I'm the one that distracted him. And um, my other friend, Zay, punched him in the face and – Knocked him out, and we got him in the car and brought him home. And um, so, yeah, that's just a <laughs> remind wow. me of the ball from Charleston. Distraction. Luckily, luckily, what's up? 
Luckily, Richarlison didn't get punched in the face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the That's next wild. day, the next day, we all ended up going to a uh, mother-son brunch hosted by <laughs> hosted by Nico Valley High School, and he there made it. <laughs> scenes. Wow. That's wild. Uh, so there, yeah. There's Richarlison for for that. Then we have Maxwell Cornet. Have you guys heard of Maxwell Cornet? Familiar. Yes. Yeah. So he's a Lyon forward. Was a Lyon forward. Burnley has signed him for twelve point eight million. Mind them. So he was. Um, he came to do like the photo shoots. You know, when someone gets signed, they do the photo shoots. I'll let you guys. I don't know how well you can see this. Instead of pointing at the crest, he accidentally pointed at the Umbro logo. Uh, so you know when they do their pictures. Um, there's the picture of Cornet pointing at Umbro instead of the Burnley crest. So I don't know if he mixed it up or just got confused. So there's that as a nominee. Uh, another one, we had another issue again, apparently, where Liverpool had to condemn some of their fans for using the Rent Boy chant aimed at Chelsea players during the Premier League match after they did it already in the year to, to Billy Gilmore. Any <laughs> thoughts on that? I would have been chanting it. <laughs> oh, God. So that's a nominee. Then we have, I don't, have you heard this one? Specifically, I believe Francisco Lindor and Javier Baez. We're going cross sport here. The Mets players. I don't know if you saw this, but after they've been getting base hits, they've been putting their thumbs down to the fans and quote unquote booing the fans. Um, They said something along the lines of when we don't get success, we're going to get booed. So they are going to get booed when we get success. That's a quote from Javier Baez. That's Thumb. such a fucking childish thing to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's something my four-year-old would do. Lindor, Baez, and Kevin Pilar. And here's a picture of them booing their, their fans after base hit. Oh, so. Well, put some background into it. First of all, you're playing in fucking New York City. So, right. yeah. you know, <laughs> heads up. Second of all, you're 6-19 and 19 in the months of August. That is six wins, 19 losses. And they went from yes. first to third in that time. Right. Um, in a crucial point of the season. So, um, and I believe he also said, oh, we shouldn't get booed when we strike out, which is absolutely asinine to say. It's like, you know, yeah, man. And then like to, even if you disagree with the fans, you should never as an athlete, unless it's like racism or something like that, you should never, ever go against your fans. Cause then that's when shit gets worse. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. So yeah, these guys are very childish uh, up for non-league. And then this one to me definitely has to be in. The first one and this last one have to be in. This was actually submitted. I gotta give a shout out to Brian for submitting this just a few hours ago. Uh, have you guys heard of Bishop Sycamore High School out in Ohio? Ohio. Yeah, I think my I think we played against them when I was in school. Wait, I think we played soccer against them. Wait, wait. I know the story, and I'm blown. Wait, wait. You know the story, mate. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you on Sunday, a fake high school, Brian. I'm joking. On oh, Sunday, okay. ESPN aired a high school football game between Florida's IMG Academy and Ohio's Bishop Sycamore. And anyone who watched the game could see plain as day that IMG Academy is good and Bishop Sycamore, well, they're not. Uh, they ended up beating, uh, IMG ended up beating Bishop Sycamore 58 to nothing. And it was later found out that this was Bishop Sycamore's second game in three days. They had told someone at ESPN that they had a bunch of players on their team that were division one prospects 
which is what caused ESPN to come out to see the game when this team clearly uh, is not even a real high school, I guess. It appears they're an online-only charter school with a website that resembles a blog, and the team went (laughs) 0-6 last year and was routinely blown out. (laughs) So they basically tricked ESPN into being on um, in a game against IMG Academy. Uh, Did they have to travel there? I didn't get that straight. Or did IMG have to travel I didn't. I don't know. So here's my question. I don't get this. How can you have a fake high school? Because don't you have to have enrollment and like take classes? Now, granted, I know IMG Academy, they probably take like two classes or whatever because they're sports all all around. But like, you know, I don't know. Like you can't just grab kids off the street and say like you're on this fake football team. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't. So, the, so ESPN did admit that their scouting did not do its due diligence. They just took a few tips from people. Um, they also confirmed that Ohio High School Athletic Association doesn't recognize Bishop Sycamore as a legitimate high school, and their, quote, physical location, practice facilities, and roster eligibility could not be verified. Now, this is the best part here. The team's head coach, Roy Johnson, also allegedly has an active arrest warrant thanks to fraud <laughs> charges. Well, many of their players are said to have already graduated high school, which essentially means a bunch of adults got rolled by some high school kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the worst part of it. Um, That's hilarious. So, um, yeah. So can we all agree that Ben Mendy and Bishop Sycamore belong in this race? Yes. Okay. Now we got to yeah. pick two that's got to be illegal because at some point it's like you're putting grown ass men against a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds who are running them. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Okay. So let's agree. Ben Mendy and Bishop. So I need two out of these following from you guys. So I'm going to list them again. Premier league Argentinians for ignoring orders to not go to international duty red list countries. Richarlison for arguing with Calvert Lewin about who should take a penalty. Maxwell Cornette for pointing to the Umbro logo instead of the Burnley badge. I think that one's funny. Liverpool fans singing homophobic chants again at Chelsea players after being warned. Oh, they didn't mean it like that. Or the Mets players for booing fans after they get base hits. So how many do we choose? I'd say two more because Bishop and Ben Mendy definitely belong up there. (laughs) I I say the baseball players and Richardson. I like the baseball players and I like Max Cornette. So Richard, like I'd make do. Is it bad that I could see myself making that mistake though? Cause I'm in the moment, you know, I'm taking pictures. Okay. So do you like Richarlison then too? Would we agree with Richard? So we do agree with the Mets because but, he knows he's not supposed to be taking that pen and he's acting like a five-year-old. Yeah. So that's why I give it to Richarlison. All right. So we'll do Richard and we can all agree on the Mets. I can definitely agree on that one for booing their own fans. Yep. <laughs> All right, so Maxwell Cornett gets away with the honorable mention. So, again, this week's nominees, Ben Mendy, four counts of rape, one of sexual assault. Richarlison, arguing with Calvert-Lewin on a penalty when it's clear. Mets for booing fans. And Bishop Sycamore High School for not being a real high school. (laughs) (laughs) And being a bunch of adults that lost to high schoolers 58 to nothing in a a football game. And having a coach that's a fraud, literally. Uh, Okay, so who's your one vote? So, So we'll do that now. Now that we've picked... Who do you guys vote for your winner? Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, I'm going to second that. I'm going to go with Bishop Sycamore as well. Arine has left the screen. Arine, are you around? I'm voting for Ben Mendy. Didn't he actually – is that yeah. an option? Yes. yes, but that's just depressing. 
Yeah, that's fine. You can pick him. All right. So we got one for Ben Mendy and two for Bishop Sycamore. Let's see what the what the listeners put at the footy corner. Okay. My, uh, but if it was a second, if it was a second thing, I would be picking Javier Baez and Francisco Lindor and Kevin Pillar. And yeah, whoever that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> whoever that guy is. I don't know who All Kevin right. Pillar is. So. so we'll see who wins that one. We'll put it out there and uh, we'll see when we get to next week's panel episode. Now, folks, we got to go over scores from the week three predictions. Remember, this is two weeks worth of scores. We start in week two. And I regret to inform the rest of us that first place now, after a week of 26 points this week, 26 points from Jeff. Jeff is now in first place with 40. Incredible week for him. There was not one match he scored zero on. Uh, Then in second place, overall, I'm going overall, not for the week. He was, I think, third for the week. Arine, you had 19 this week. So for a total of 39, you're one behind Jeff. So Jeff, 40, Arine, 39. I'm in third with 34, so there's a bit of a gap. I had 19 this week. Steve had 17 this week. They give him 33. So I have 34. Steve, 33. Brian has 32 after a rough week of 14. I think you were the caboose of the week. And the overall caboose, Nikhil actually had the second highest score this week. He had 23. So he's trying to slowly work his way back up. And if he has weeks like this, he can do it. I was going to say, man, he'd be be first, right? If he – yeah. Had replicated that week one, so. Correct. Had he only even gotten 17 in week one, he'd be tied for first. He also didn't have zero in any games, which means he at least got a goal score, right? Which is insane. So time uh, for Nikhil to start predicting uh, Liverpool wins. There you go, yeah. So, I mean, guys, big I, overall, though, big week. I mean, for the lowest score to be 14, you know, we all averaged pretty high numbers. Uh, good good work. That's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. We'll see in the gambling corner, too. It was a good week. Uh, week four predictions will hold off. Again, remember international break, so they don't. The, the first game coming back, I believe, is September 11th. So we'll hold off on the the picks there. So we'll do that on the panel episode. Uh, Mount Rushmore, we we dabbled with it, but things were going on. This was a quick turnaround, so we'll save that for the future. So with that all said, we're going to go to the final segment, the gambling corner. <laughs> And this week, overall, was very solid. Everybody, well, almost everyone won money. Speak for yourself, man. Wow. <laughs> you're the, well, you're the only one that lost money, mate. Uh, Arine, I'll start with you. Minus 459 this week. You did the West Ham, Leicester, Tottenham, Leeds parlay. Leeds and West Ham letting you down. But only 459. Only 459. Brian stayed away from the bets. No, no. I, I had some bets. I just didn't tweet them. I didn't, didn't oh, submit them as official gambling corners. That's true. Sorry. Well, so we'll come to Brian's bets in a second, but no gambling corner bets. So that actually puts you two at the bottom. Arian has minus 859. Brian, you still sit at minus 10 from last week's game. shock the world. That's why. Shock the world. All right. Uh, I made 1071 this week after a minus 10 last week. So that puts me at a net of 71 cents up. Um, I had Leicester over Norwich. That's where I put a majority of my money. Got a bit lucky because Norwich looked pretty decent and hit both draws, Newcastle, Southampton, and Liverpool, Chelsea draws, which which netted me five in those games each. So 1071 winnings overall up 71. Second place overall after winning 1008 this week is Trevor. He was at plus 225 last week. He was our leader. He actually went with a Man U and Tottenham parlay. 
he he bet uh, he bet five. He actually ended up winning twelve thirty three on that parlay. Good parlay there. He also did a Man City Leicester West Ham parlay. Did not win that one, but that was his original two twenty five. So now he's at twelve thirty three, which is in second. And I got to say, big week from Steve. Steve won twenty eight dollars and ninety five cents this week. Uh, and that was because he hit on the Man U Tottenham Man City Leicester parlay, which won twenty five sixty two. He then hammered the Liverpool Chelsea under two point five, which netted him three thirty three. So if you add his twenty eight ninety five to the two seventeen he had, Steve sits in first thirty one twelve up again. Steve thirty one twelve. Then it's Trevor at twelve thirty three. Then it's myself at seventy one cents. Arine minus eight fifty nine, Brian minus ten. So we have well, hold um, on. Yes, the bets I made I think should count for the the week two gambling corner. So explain what you did. I I, I will not count them officially, but please explain what you did. Why not? It's soccer bets. Mate, <laughs> they should count. Not, it's not Premier League, mate. Only this, this week are you allowed to not pick Premier League bets? Then Only then I, then they'll count for this week. <laughs> Okay, what 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 have you? Uh, tell us what so you've done. So I went to the Indy Eleven game, which is a USL Championship team. I forget the, se- the second tier. Shout yeah, out Indy right. Eleven. Yep, went with a friend of the pod, Shenko. Um, yes, I didn't even know you could bet on them, but we were driving down together, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I made some bets on Indy Eleven. I was like, "What? You can do that?" <laughs> so so I made some quick bets. I made three bets. I won two of them. My uh-huh. first bet was $7.71 on Indy 11 to be winning at halftime and win at full time. So wow. That one, hit, that one hit. I made, wow. I was paid $20.04 on that. Uh-huh. Um, I bet $2.25 on both halves to have the same number of goals. That one lost because Indy scored two in the first half and zero in the second half. Um, then I bet uh, two seventy five on Indy eleven to ha- get a clean sheet. Now paid six oh five. Yeah. So my gambling corner submission for week three are my um, winning bet for uh, halftime full time score and the uh, half with the most goals being a tie. So one win and one loss, mm-hmm. which has me wagering nine dollars and ninety six cents and winning twenty dollars and four cents. Wow, Brian, man, uh, we're gonna have to consider that one. So that that would mean I uh, for the season I would be positive eight cents. Okay, which is why I think it should be considered. <laughs> it's not like I'm claiming huge win- winnings here. Yeah, you know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I will, so before we make our gambling picks, so this week I'm allowing gambling picks on international. You're allowed three international bets. The only bad news is uh, I was looking today and I think you could only pick up until like Thursday or Friday's games. There are no lines for next week. So I was looking at making a USA parlay. Couldn't do it. But I will say this. I did make one parlay uh, and I think I'll leave it at that. But again, people at the footy corner too, you're allowed to tweet up to three international bets. But you know what? I'll open it to any soccer betting. So Brian, you could bet on Indy 11 again. So on and so forth. Uh, me, I'll, I'll say I'll say week two was uh, no bet for me, and week three was my Indy eleven bet. Okay, so you want this to count as your? Uh, okay. Who did who did Indy eleven uh, beat? Oh, yeah. uh, Real Mon- yeah, Real Monarchs, which oh, is Real Salt, Salt Lake's, Lakes. Yeah, like bunch of nonces development team. Okay. Bunch of nonces. Uh, 
So um, I'll go ahead and say my pick, and it's my uh, it's my special. I'm going to call it the uh, the Ashton special. Uh, I got USA winning at El Salvador. Believe it or not, they're only minus one seventy five because because we can't play games on the road. I guess we stink. And I'm parlaying that with an Iran home win against Syria, which was like minus 425 or 375, something like that. Nice. You combine them, it's minus 116. So I'm putting $5 to win 432 on the USA and Iran this week. I believe both games are on Thursday. Um, and then there's more to come next week, but I couldn't look that far ahead. It's a must so win for Iran. Right. What was that? It's early to say it, but it's a must win for Iran. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're playing Syria, you should take care of business. Um, okay, so Brian has announced his bets. Arian, do you have any bets you want to make? Um, I'll parlay USA with whoever Canada is playing, or Jamaica, not Canada. Wait, who? What was it again? USA. Uh huh. With whoever Jamaica is playing. Are you sure you want that? So USA win and a Jamaica loss. No, Jamaica win. Do you um, know who Jamaica is playing? I'm actually going to erase that and say Mexico. we're not going to do that. Yeah, they're playing Mexico at Mexico, I think. <laughs> yeah, at, at, at State of So I'm going to put $10 on – I don't know. I, I might edit this, but just max out on USA beating El Salvador. Okay. Okay. So you got – sorry, what was it? You have, I, I was reading – I'll tell you what I was reading in a second. You got – what was it again? Please repeat. Sorry. $10 on USA. That's it? Just that? We only get $10, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and what are they at right now? Minus 175, right? Is that what it says? Okay, minus 175. Oh, no. Sorry. It says minus 125. Mate. <laughs> 175. <laughs> Wait, no. USA is plus 200? Okay. Ten dollars yeah, to win how I've many? I've seen that too, Brian. No. Send me the screenshot. Ten dollars to win how much? It's like five something. I don't know. Honestly, I just randomly spoke out of my ass. I'll make it official on on Twitter. How about that? Do it now. I so add I more remember. to it because there's right. all the other shit going on. You know how I like to dabble in those. Okay, so go ahead and make we'll that official. Like it. All right. So I'm not counting this. Then you got to make it official. Okay. All right. Uh, before we head out, I'm sorry. I had um, I had opened Twitter and you know I, I was going off the um, the footy corner account. The, the the intern had handed me the phone to look, and then I accidentally went on my own account. You know, sometimes it fast forward. Like you read something X hours ago, but then like when you click back in, it just skips forward to like the next time you update yeah. your phone or whatever. Yeah. Um. So a bit of my ITK that I've learned as of five hours ago. Uh, Real Madrid are in talks to sign Eduardo Camavinga. Yeah, no, I think it's done already. That's a done deal. Renato yeah. Sanchez on loan to Wolves looks like it's close to happening. That goes me inside because I wanted Liverpool to do it, but he wouldn't play at Liverpool. So, so is that is that finished? Sanchez? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's actually the Camavinga one. I think I'm five finished. hours behind on that, and I'm being told behind the scenes potentially that once the Window closes, Adu might be fired. We will see. Some of my close sources are are saying that some things are happening. So uh, at the footy corner two, we'll be putting out tweets on some of the big news and rumors. So follow us on that. Anything you guys want to add before we 5,000 this episode? 
Shout out Indy 11 for a fun game. There you go. Shout out Indy 11. Yeah. Arine, do you have uh, any shout outs? Shout out Reese James. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just joking. Um, I know. Just uh, shout out to everyone that got vaccinated. I don't want to be too political, but fuck. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to the transfer window closing tomorrow. Pay attention to that. And oh, shout out oh, to the international oh, oh. break. R.I.P. Jimmy Hayes, real quick. All right. Oh, yeah. And, and Irene, you got to watch Drive to Survive. Yeah. Although I'm hooked on Ted Lasso again. So, oh, like, yeah. We'll um, finish and, Ted Lasso, then do, then do Drive I'll, to Survive. I'll catch up on Ted Lasso. And honestly, I'm definitely finishing the first season tonight, like, yes. for sure, and starting the second one. So, you may be surprised in how quick you finish up to where they are now. Yeah. <laughs> also, just based. This I have a crush, a huge crush on uh, this the the Keely girl Keely. I have a huge crush on her, yeah. man. I don't know what it is. Um, Classic uh, English pinup girl. I know, and I'm at the. Oh, I don't want to give up. I don't want to give fine. up things. Everyone else has seen the show. Yeah, it's just you. Earmuffs, if you haven't, um, man. I really hope uh, Lasso keeps hooking up with the friend of the boss. What's her name? Yes. I really hope that that becomes a thing because she's a top last too. So far, I'm, I'm only, I've, I've just gotten done with that nightclub episode. That's why, where they go and he has that. And she sings the Frozen song. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And then that lady just shows up to his place and just walks in after he's sent yes, him to the Yes, that is electric. They have a yeah, cheeky bang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, have you seen, yeah. Have you seen the most recent episode? I did. I, I saw the latest one yesterday or two days on okay. Sunday. So, so yeah. you saw the reveal of who's been texting whom? Yeah, it's we just went. Isn't that bonkers? Okay. Yeah, Which we went. Arnie, when you get to it, it's wild. Right, have you got on? Well, it depends. Do you know about banter? The app? No. It, then, then it, no. It's a fictional I, app that Keeley makes on the show. You'll see. Okay. Yes. But when they when they teased it the previous episode, I was like, they, they made you think that it was going one Somehow. way. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, it's definitely gonna. I didn't unfortunately vocalize it, but I was like, it would be amazing if it if it's this guy because they had that connection. Yeah. Previously. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I it, I thought yes. It, it 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 was going one way, and then all of a sudden when they did the face reveal, it was like what. Sorry, yeah, you have a lot to look forward to. I must also, say. I'm also at a point where I like, um, is it Jamie? Jamie Tart. Jamie Tart, yeah. I like him, Tart, but I also, I also yeah. don't want him to get with Keely. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. It's, it's to the, it's to the tune of Baby Shark, isn't it? Yeah, Jamie And I was screaming at my TV because he thinks Ted Lasso dropped him when it wasn't Ted Lasso. So that's why it's frustrating. You got to love the show. Um, a couple more things that, uh, I, speaking of shows while we're on that, uh, Steve did say skip Sunderland till I die and watch Leeds United take us home on Amazon. So I don't know if any of you have seen that one. I wouldn't say skip Sunderland till I die. I'd say watch both. There you go. I haven't seen the Leeds one, but I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Yes. I, I, I saw the preview. It looked, it's, it's more of a realistic, like what is, well, I guess Sunderland till I die was too. So did Arsenal come out with a video of their last year's season or was that like a joke? No, that's going to be this year. I mean, Amazon is taping them now. So this beginning of the season will be all or nothing. Oh, my goodness. Great TV, I guess. But, uh, yeah, 
I'll oh, yeah. Man, that's, I mean, <laughs> this Tottenham was last year. It was Tottenham last season. If there's All something I've learned with what I've seen so far is just don't have uh, – it's like a curse to have these these cameras yeah. around. Yeah, not, these, not cameras are, are, these cameras are no good. Um, shout out to uh, Nikhil saying, dang, I am the caboose. Jeff says, and I am not the caboose. Uh, and then uh, Steve says, hashtag blame Elon. So I just want to get those out there that I'd forgotten the show. Also, you air it out real quick because Jeff's been going at Arsenal for the past week on. I know, Brian, you've taken a leap of absence from the instant messaging app on Facebook. But He's out of, I don't know why he doesn't go on it anymore. Yeah. I, I catch up like once every month. Um, <laughs> you canceled us. But... Um, <laughs> Just been going at Arsenal a lot the past day or two for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I'm not too bothered. Those that are concerned with last place teams, you know, you know what they say about them. So uh, yeah, I saw that uh, this, this picture. He said he wants to mount over his fireplace of uh, Kyle Walker, and uh, I, I believe it was Cancel like, or someone. Huh? Is that Rodri? Yeah, it might have been Rodri. Just I don't know who it. that guy is to be honest with you. You know why? Because I don't because no one watches Man City. Thanks for proving yeah, my yeah. point. Staring at Kieran Tierney as they scored a goal when we were a man down. So if you want to put pictures of, of your team scoring against 20th place over your fireplace, hey, feel free. But uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been going at Arsenal. It's been a tough few weeks. I found that actually when you just accept it and laugh, it just, uh, it's not as bad. It's not as bad. <laughs> so, and when, they, and their last few years have prepared me for it. So we'll see if they fire Edu, man, that'll be pretty big. So we'll see what, there's something happening right now. My Twitter is exploding. So I'm going to go on it uh, late, late tonight, and, and the account will tweet some stuff. So be on the lookout. When you wake up tomorrow morning, listen to the episode, read the Footy Corner footy account or Twitter account. Uh, anything else from the lads? That's all I got for tonight. All right. Panel episode next week. Prepare, be prepared. It's going to be good banter. Uh, I'm not exactly sure when that'll be, but uh, be on the lookout. Uh, we're potentially thinking, I don't know. I don't know what days we'll see. We'll talk, we'll talk international break. I'll preview the season a little bit and see what we think about who's been the best, who's been the worst so on and so forth. So with that said, let's turn it over to our good friend. Did he finally get out of drawing matches? <laughs> I did not. No, they it. lost. I think they lost. They've lost. No. So they were, no, up- they won me. Their last game? Nope, they've drawn again. You know why? <laughs> they scored an own goal in the 96th minute. Okay. Check yeah, that you're video right. out, guys, if you're at home. Check that video out on Twitter. It's hilarious. So let's go to our boy, the Draw King. After a nil-nil draw against Granada, nil-nil against Espanol, and now nil or 2-2 against Atletico Madrid, the no-wins, no-losses, three-draw man himself, Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. R.I.P. Keith. <laughs> Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening.